0: But, but the title of my message is this, A Love That Waits For Us. A Love That Waits For Us. And really, my my message is actually a two-week message. This is the first of two parts. And my overall idea for the next two weeks is this. Oh, I forgot to write it down. That's all right. My, overlo- my overall um, message is that God's love is unconditional, so we should rejoice for those who accept it. God's love is unconditional, so we should rejoice for those who accept it. But my idea for today is that God's love um, cannot be earned, but it can only be received through repentance. God's love cannot be earned, but only received through repentance. Right? And so I was thinking about the old Olive Garden slogan, uh, which is, When you're here, you're family. When you're here, you're family. And now Jimmy Fallon has it. He made that the slogan for the, the tonight show. But the the slogan is when you're here, you're family. And I was like, at first I was like, dude, that's so nice of them, man. I'm family, man. I'm family. But then I was thinking, and I was like, dude, that's a big stipulation to be family. I was like, you have to be there to be family. And then it was like I was thinking, really, when you pay your family. You know, I mean I mean if you if you came in and had no money I don't think they'd consider you family. You know, they, I mean, I think it's only when you pay your family. Olive Garden's like, yeah, when you're, when you're popping buttons because you've been eating so many uh, breadsticks and you got money to pay for them, then you're family. But then I, I was saying, what if God owned Olive Garden? What would the slogan be? What would the slogan be if God owned Olive Garden? And I thought of it, it would be when you're, I thought of it, it would be your family. Now come here your family, now come here, right? Because Olive Garden's slogan, you have to be there and pay to be family. But in God's slogan, you're already family, so he wants you to come. And I think you eat for free um, in heaven with God. But I'm saying this, that, that when you, you you're family, so come here, right? God's love can't be earned. It can only be accepted through repentance. That's what I see in this passage, And so I'm just going to hop in. I'm going to pop right into um, Luke chapter 15, starting with verse 11. This is what it says. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into this field to feed pigs. He was longing to be fed with the paws that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, that I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my Father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and he was found and they celebrated together. Man, Man, this son, he had disgraced his family, right? The son said, dad, I want all of your inheritance. I want all the money I would get when you die. And to do that is basically to say, especially in that day, it's basically saying you your dad, I wish you were dead. All I care about is your money. All I care about is what you can do for me. All I care about is what you have that, that will belong to me one day. And so he says, dad, I just want your money. Just give me your money. I don't care about you anymore. I don't care at all. I'm leaving. I just want your money. So he takes his money and he goes. And then he wastes all of his money. He says he, he lived recklessly. Right, So who knows what he spent his money on. Right? He probably he spent all of his money on things that can only last a second. He spent all of his money maybe on on, on drinking or being in parties or, or all these different things. And he just wasted all of his money. And then it says there was a famine. And so now he has no money. And now he's hungry. And he has no money for food. And so the only thing he could do was go and work for a pig farmer. In, in that day to be an Israelite, you hated pigs, man. Pigs were, were said in the Bible to be unclean things you were not supposed to touch, not things you were supposed to be around, not things you were supposed to eat. So, for him to go ahead and start eating, I mean, not eating, working with pigs, it meant that he was in the bottom of the bottom. He was in the lows of lows. I mean, one step farther for him to get any lower would be to be dead. So now here he is working with pigs. His life is just a sham. His life is worthless, man. He wasted all this father's money. He brought disgrace to his whole family. And as he's looking at this pig slop, he starts thinking, man, I just wish I could eat some of that. I'm so hungry. Maybe I'll just start eating it. Right? Whatever's a pig slop, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just imagining like mud mixed with with old food, mixed with like rice, maybe mixed with with maybe some old meat, some maybe, I don't know what's in that, but just disgusting, rotting food. And he says, man, I'm so hungry. I, I just need that. And I imagine as he was just looking into that pig slop, what he thought about was the kindness that his dad shows to his servants, to his hired servants. And and he's just starting to think, maybe, just maybe, I know I can never earn my dad's love again. I know I can never earn my father's kindness to the fullest extent that I had it before, but but just maybe, just maybe, I could just work in his fields. I could just work on his land. and I could just have some, some money to, to eat. Maybe my dad could show me some kindness just to be able to live. I know I could never deserve anything else, but maybe if I could just give him just a little bit of my service, a little bit of my time, he could just give me just some money. I'm sure he's thinking about maybe I, I could just work in those fields. And I know I would never be able to get out of the fields and go into my father's house again. I could never sit at the table with him again. I could I could never leave work and, and go and, and laugh with him again. And I could never really call him father again. But maybe he could be my master. Maybe he could be my boss. And, and he picks up his stuff and he starts walking, man. He starts thinking about his dad. And I imagine he's just walking with his head hung low, walking towards his father's house. And he's coming closer and closer. And as he comes closer, you'd usually begin to go faster, but he starts going slower because he's just imagining the shame and the disgrace and the the, hum- the humiliation that he's gonna face. And his head is is low, and as he's walking, there's there's trails of tears behind him. But what he doesn't know is that his dad has already seen him from the porch and his dad has already begun to run. And in that day, um, men and older men did not run because it showed uh, that they they thought themselves less significant, the person they were running to. So, So they never ran. They didn't run. And so his father is running, being totally vulnerable. Showing his compassion showing his love and his father's running to this son This son who basically said before that he wished he was dead and this father is coming to him And I imagine he, he throws his arms around him and the son is probably caught off guard because he's been looking at the ground because he couldn't lift his head And then he says dad I I know I can never be called your son again. I know I'm not worthy And before he could even finish his sentence, his son said, I mean, his dad, his father says, get him a robe, get him a ring, get him some shoes. My son is home. He was once dead, but now he is alive. He was lost, but now he's found. What I see in this passage is that the father's love was never based on what his son did. His father's love was never based on on, on the goodness of his son. The father's love was never because the son could do something for the father. The father's love wasn't based on his son. The father's love was based on, on the father's affection for the son. The father loved the son no matter what. And I think in the same way, just as that son was saying, Maybe I can never deserve to be called his son, but maybe I could just work in, in his fields and be called his servant. I think that sometimes we too we're, we're thinking, man, man, maybe I can't be called God's son. Maybe I can't deserve his forgiveness, but but maybe I could just have some of his love. Maybe I could just maybe I could just be inside the church, but but never actually be forgiven. Maybe I could just. Be near, but never actually feel his love. And man, I'm just thinking, we live so much times in guilt and shame because we think that we have to earn God's love. But what we see in this passage is that God's love can never be earned. It can only be received. It can only be just be accepted as a free gift. But in order for that son to have that father's love, he had to come back to his father's house. And I think in the same way, what we have to do is we have to repent, right? That son repented. He said, "God, he said, Father, I'm not worthy to be your servant. I mean, I'm not worthy to be your son, but can I be your servant? Right. Basically, what he was saying is, I realized that what I did is wrong, and now I want to live my life totally different. I don't want to be that same person. I want to do what's right. I want to love you. I want to love you the way I should have before. In the same way, I think what God is saying, what Jesus is saying in this passage is that, I didn't come. I didn't come for those who are already perfect. I came for those who aren't perfect, those who make mistakes, which is everybody. And he's saying, man, if you would just come, oh, you don't have to earn my love. But what you have to do is just say, I'm sorry for what I've done, and I want to live differently. To repent means to basically turn around, it means to make a 180. And to make a 180 in your heart is to say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did, but now I want to do. I want to do different. I want to do what's right. That's what the sun did, and I think that's what we are to do as well. Man, this one time, I was going into a pizza shop, and I didn't have really a lot of money that day. I didn't have any cash. All they had, all they took was cash. I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Uh, maybe I can just get a soda or something. You know, I was like, I only got a couple bucks. So I went in this pizza shop, and as I was there, I saw that they had um, a promotion that if you sign up for something, you got a free pizza, right? And so, so I signed up, and... and I signed up and I got a free pizza and I thought that maybe I could just get some, you know, maybe I could just get some crumbs, man. I was ready to go beg for some pizza crumbs, some crust, but I got a whole pizza and I didn't have to pay for it, right? In the same way, I think we think we have to beg for God's crumbs because we don't deserve the pizza and God's saying, you have all of my love. You deserve all of my love, not based on you, but based on me. Man, I think sometimes we we imagine our life like a boat and if our life was this ship, Man, it would be sunken because all we do, we can't do right on our own. And and imagine our life is sunk and we can't earn God's love. And we're just thinking, God, I just, my life is just a disaster. My life can't live for you. And we think that on the bottom of that ocean, God can never pull our ship up. God can never pull our, 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 our boat up from the depths of the ocean. God can never pull our life up from the depths of our sin. But what I see in this passage, man, is that God doesn't see our life like like a like a boat on the bottom of the ocean. He sees our life like 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 a toy boat in a puddle. And, and just like just like we could pull a boat out, I mean, we could pull a toy boat from a puddle. God can take and He can pull our life from the depths of sin. So, guys, what I'm saying in this passage is that God's love. It's not dependent on you. It's dependent on Him. And no matter what you do, you can never get far enough from being accepted by Him. But you have to come and you have to repent. You have to say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. And I want to do different. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. And you might be saying, saying You don't know well, my sin. You don't know all the things that I've done. But i saying, I don't care, man. I don't care if you're a murderer. I don't care. If you steal cookies out of the cookie jar, I don't care. Man, if you cheated on a test, I don't care. If you've talked behind people's backs, I don't care. Man, if you've done anything, I don't care if you're a thief, I don't care. I don't care if you just have so much anger you wish people were dead. You know what I care about? I care that God's love goes beyond us. It goes beyond what we deserve and it goes to what he deserves. Thank God, he doesn't love us based on us. He loves us based on the affection that he has for us. And he's waiting. It's a love that waits. God's love is always there. It's always waiting. It's always sitting at that porch waiting for us to run back to him. And maybe, maybe you've already accepted that love. And And you're in a good place. But I know there's those who haven't. And they're not. And at times, we've all been there. But I'm just saying... God's love is there and it's waiting. All you have to do is come and accept it. All you have to do is turn around and start walking to the Father's house. All you have to do is allow Him to pull you out from the puddle. God's love is not something we deserve, it's just something we receive. It doesn't matter what you've done, it doesn't matter where you're at. His love is there. So I'm saying today, accept that love. We accept that love through believing that Jesus died on a cross for our sins 2,000 years ago. That because he lived a perfect life, a sinless life, he never made a mistake. That when he died, he gave his life in place of our sinful lives. And so when God the Father sees us, he sees him, he sees the perspection of Jesus. And so when when we repent, what we're seeing is that Jesus, his righteousness, his goodness becomes our goodness. And it's not it's not a righteousness of our own, but it's his. So guys, repent this week. Take time, take a moment, put on, put on a worship song. Open up your Bible and just begin to read, begin to pray, begin to seek Him. Because He's there and He's waiting. His love is a love that waits for us. So guys, this week. Just oh man, you can't earn God's love. You can only receive it, and you receive it through repentance. Just like the Father, no matter what his son did, he, he forgave his son in the same way the Father forgives us. So, guys, um, I hope you have a great week. Let me just pray real quick. Father, we just love you. We honor you. You are righteous. You are holy. You are the king. You are Lord, but you are our Father. You are the father who stands on the porch waiting for his daughters and his his sons who've fallen away to come back. And that, God, as we come back, we don't have to earn your love. We have to accept your love. God, I pray that we would come back. I pray there would be those who hear this and understand that your word, that your gospel is one of love and of peace and of acceptance. That it brings new life. That it brings new hope. God, you are righteous. God, you, are righteous. You, are loving. you are loving. We care. We care. We love you. We love you. God, I pray that. I pray that. Just be with us. And even right now, um, maybe you want to pray. Maybe you just want to accept Jesus. Just repeat after me. And it's not in this prayer, but it's already in your faith. This is just a proclamation of your faith. Just say this. Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Be my Lord. Please be my friend. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, I love you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, you are mine.